Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. I'm confused. Which one's Mike? Which one's Glenn? I'm Glenn, so you must be Mike. Okay. <laughs> Morning, I, brother. I got What's that figured on, out. Man? I got it figured out now. How are you? Good, man. I'm on my third cup of coffee, and and I'm wearing my my new uh, apparel line. Oh, really? What do you what, uh, what are you promoting now? No, it's not really my apparel line at all, and mm-hmm. I'm not promoting anything, mm-hmm. um, which we don't do on the show. But what what I I, I started wearing like sober wear, right? Mm-hmm. So my uh, T-shirt today, I just posted on on Instagram, says sobriety is my superpower oh man so my uh, one last week was uh sober af AF. and so we're all trying to figure out what af means yeah right uh, i'll have to ask my i'm pretty sure my grandson knows what that means yeah that's awesome but my uh certainly sobriety is definitely my uh, superpower so i appreciate the jump in the coffee shop and and continue to chat about with you so well you know what i love about today what i get to disagree with you and and i get to break a rule (laughs) no i'm disagreeing but i'm breaking a rule Glenn says, we don't promote anything on our show. But guess what? We're going to promote something on our show today. Let's promote. Let's All right. go. You want Let's ready go. for a yeah. little promotion? I'm ready. All right, good. So we've got a table for three. Oh, I love table for three. Yeah. So um, I don't really, I don't have the backstory on how we kind of connected. but um, I think it was Instagram. Instagram, maybe? Okay. So. Yeah, Glenn handles our social media. Oh, geez. Um, I handle making sure we've got coffee with creams and sugars and, and nice. uh, muffins in the, in the studio. But, uh, yeah, so... So Glenn connected with uh, Jules, and he says, Jules. And I said, oh, interesting. What, like, is that her name? I, like, Cher? And he goes, yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't see a last Jules. name. So it's just Jules, like Cher, just, you know, Madonna. There's no last name. So Jules, welcome to, welcome to yeah, the coffee welcome, shop. Jules. Guys, Hi. yes, Jules or Prince or Cher. I know, or- right? There's a lot. There's a lot of people. <laughs> well, it's funny because I went back on Instagram to uh, find your profile, and I came up with the real jewels. You know, the the singer jewels. Hey, 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 hey! What? My, you know watch what? your Am mouth. Watch the, your mouth. Now the, we have the real jewels. We have the, the real jewels, but that's the singer jewels. That's the you know? singer jewels, uh, right? And is that her real name? I probably not. <laughs> probably not. So yeah, um, Jules is. Uh, I'll give you a little background here. Um, author of The Making of a Woman from the Inside Out. And uh, your book was just released in October of last year, right? So yes. you were busy during the book. Well, While everybody else was trying to figure out how to survive, you were you were writing a book. I, well, it was probably the most productive thing I could have done. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So it came out in October, yes? Yep. And, yep, she and, launched in October. Oh, uh, that is fantastic. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to uh, to tell your story to the world of making a woman from the inside out. Gosh, you know, I think with stories or backgrounds um, mm-hmm. like ours, mm-hmm. people, when you tell a normal person <laughs> your story, their eyes are like saucers and they're just like, oh, my God, girl. You, you got to write a book. Yeah. And so I heard this year after year and, you know, and, and I was like, you know what, maybe I should put some pen to paper here. And, uh, and so, yeah, she actually, she manifested and I have to think that, you know, that book is an entity of her own. So, yeah, right. so it, yeah, it was an experience. 
Oh, that's fantastic. I um, I had the, the pleasure of uh, reading it. You forwarded me a copy and um, read great sections of it. And and it just uh, it was is very inspiring and and uh, and honest, uh, an honest appraisal. And you know, people have said to me, "Oh, Mike, that's fantastic. You should write a book." But I just never, I I just discounted it and said, "I can't do that." But you did. You didn't say I can't do that. You said, "Okay, I'll do it." So kudos. It's a great idea. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, but what I, what I love, so we're, we're sober dot coffee, right? And so we hang around with, uh, at the coffee shop here and people listen in and, and, and they're on the road to recovery somewhere. Maybe it's their first week. Maybe they're not even, maybe they haven't made the decision yet. Um, maybe it's their first week, their first month, their first year, their 10th year, but, uh, we focus on recovery. Um, but I, I, what intrigued me when, when Glenn introduced me to the concept of sharing coffee with you was that. One of the things that you stated is that this is not a girl gets sober story. Tell us how this story is different. You know, I, I think a lot of us have some very traumatic backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And to get even like it's almost like we, we land on the island of, you know, the rooms, mm -hmm. you know, sobriety. And sometimes it's like this is exactly where I want to stay. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm no longer drowning. I'm not in these, you know, terrible, uh, you know, tornadoes and weather. I'm just gonna stay right here. And and for a lot of people, that's a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. It's a miraculous place. I'm not downsizing it. Right. Um, but for me, it, it was like I landed, yet I still had this incredible drive. This like almost like this yearning of like there is more for me to do. And so my story seems like I, you know, I stopped there at the island, but man, I, I'm out doing this and that and writing books and doing bodybuilding competitions and all this extra stuff. Right. So, it, but I do come back and I land on the island. Like, like I go out and I come back and I go out and I come back. <laughs> I, I love it. Can I throw you the bodybuilding thing you said, right? Yeah. So yeah. is it okay if I say, I'm quoting here, you're, I'm going to ask permission first. Your age, at the age of fill in the blank, um, uh, Jules placed third, third at the NPC North American Championship this year. So I, I didn't know if you wanted to share your age or not. The the press, the, the release said it. So <laughs> I am a woman who is very happy. I have this number. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Congratulations yeah. on your on your successes there. That's yeah, uh, that was amazing. It was a national. Um, bodybuilding show mm -hmm. and to be honest when this whole thing started um i i simply was a 40 year old woman who wanted to get the cellulite off my thighs right. this is really where the you know the little nugget began and mm -hmm. and uh and that was 10 years ago so yeah this is quite an accomplishment one so, of course that i never even imagined so you walk in the gym 10 years ago and yeah. and 10 years later you're you've placed third at a national championship that's that's outstanding that's really a short runway for that kind of success yeah there's a lot of effort right i think that's i learned that stuff in sobriety actually that drive that go when you don't want to go it's like i applied all these rules to that and just like when i got sober things catapulted at a rapid speed right so I'd have to think that this was the same reason yeah but didn't i didn't i read in the pages of your book that You've always had that, I, I saw it anyway, 
maybe I was reading between the lines, but I saw Drive. I mean, yeah, they were. It was driven by survival techniques, and you know, just trying to kind of survive the the, the environment around you and and the different challenges. But 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 it was an undeniable drive that I that I heard. I mean, just the perseverance, and so I could see how you took that and took it into the gym. You know, I mm-hmm. I pity the I pity the the weight room that that uh, those poor <laughs> weights that you were yeah, banging around there. There was a lot of energy. There was a lot of energy, especially in beginning sobriety. <laughs> so so am I here? Am I hearing you right that that your your drive are. Are you agreeing with me that you always had that drive? Um, but what you're but what you found is you found a way to channel this now. Um yeah, in you sobriety. Could say it that way. Absolutely. Because I look back and it's it's astounding that even as I read my story from like the third person, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my God, what was that? That thriving, that you know, and I have to think some of that was my ego. Oh, my right. ego was very strong and man she was not going to let down we were not going to settle and so now on this side of of the tracks we'll say in sobriety it's like i don't want to kill her like she is super powerful and so that part of me i think we just moved on into you know the rest of life right right yeah so Jill, what what are some highlights of your sober story oh, first one is that i made it amen man <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what amen Day one. (laughs) Amen. Uh, Amen. You know, I think sobriety has allowed me to see parts of the life of life that I couldn't before recovery. Right. Like, so the first off, it was the spot that I came into full of rage and anger and inappropriateness and everything. I could 100% be raw. It was the only place in the entire world and still today that I can be 100% raw and not have to buffer anything. So that was that was really, really important when I was getting sober because I didn't, I just, it was, I was oozing out the seam. I mean, the, the rage, the anger, the everything, it was, I was ready to implode. Another thing is, is that I actually, for the first time in my life, had seen a man cry in the rooms. Mm. I'd never witnessed, ever. Those were always my opponents, my perpetrators. So to see this gentleman in that state, he's so was vulnerable very, and yeah, and real. That was an awesome experience. And then now, I think for the third one, it's just that now I've got these amazing tools that once I resisted, now I actually embrace, and I can universally use them in any part of my day situation. I mean, it's it's not just one thing I do on the side; it's what I do every day. It's your life, it's your value set that drives you. Yeah, so what when when you mentioned the the tools, what are some of the tools like the top two or three tools that you use today to not not just maintain sobriety but thrive within sobriety? You know, I live in a world that's super chaotic, just like everybody yeah, else. And so sure is. when my eyes open, it's like that brain has had eight hours of playground time. And so <laughs> time to get to work. First- <laughs> You know, the monkeys are out on the playground. I mean, that's what's going down up there. And so for me, it's like, I got to start right in the beginning. I get my cup of coffee. I grab my journal right in the morning because anything that's resonating from the day before is something I'm carrying. Mm. And obviously it's not serving me today. And so I journal that out. And so it's, again, it's kind of releasing that. That's great. And then what I do after that is like, now that I've taken something out, I feel like I got to put something back in. 
And so I'll listen to something like, you know, like Wayne Dyer or read some, you know, literature or whatever I'm craving. I have that freedom today. And then that kind of sets me on the right track. Another really strong tool of mine is um, fellowship. For me as a woman, I'm a communicator. I'm not some, I cannot process something in my mind and come up with a solution. I'm one of those that have to push it around on the table and figure it out from this angle. And, and so um, my, my circle is very, very important to me. And I also, the third one I would have to say is I just, I'm mindful, I turn inward. I, tend, I turn inward often. Wow, good stuff. Really yeah. good stuff. It's worked. It's worked to this point. Yeah. Do you have, uh, so you mentioned Wayne Dwyer. Wayne Dyer, Dyer. Um, yeah. Do you anything in particular we could throw in our resource room that you found to be comforting or just? I think I found, first off, that he was one of us. Right, right. <laughs> Which oh, was I, pretty profound. I didn't know that. I, yeah, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, inside. I love him. I really like now, that. Now it makes sense. Yeah, totally, because now that's... I know, now it clicks. It really does. Yeah, the perception. You know, I think with Wayne Dyer, he just has this amazing ability to generalize, but also get right to the core. Um, and I say that by just our, our, us being humans, um, you know, in this in this plane, in this world, and, and how we function the way we do, and things that are ours and things that are not ours. Mm. I mean, I just, he is just my dose of medicine, especially on the super tough days. That's I mean, his voice alone is just soothing. It's outstanding. <laughs> We're going to put some, uh, we'll put some links up in the resource room on the website. That's, yeah. that's outstanding. Yeah, I, I really like how you highlight those tools. One, journaling. I don't really journal yet. Mike, I know you do. I do. You get a lot yeah. of value out of that. I get a lot of value. Um, yeah. That's probably something that I can add. But fellowship, man, I'll tell you what, in... And Jules, you, you use the word when you talk about fellowship, use the word circle, right? And and we've talked about that a lot. You know, the, I, I talk about going through life on a first wheel, right? And it's really important who's in that car with me, you know, yes. get get the wrong people out and the right people in, you know, mm -hmm. and then being Absolutely. mindful and turning inward, you know, that's where, you know, I, I, I like the idea of starting the day with some coffee. That's what I do and some mindful <laughs> meditation turning inward and I turn upward you know mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so I, I have to ask so you know we in fact Mikey and I were just talking you know I used to drink for 18 hours a day and and then when I stopped drinking I had 18 hours a day and you know I had to start filling that time with something else and I just started saying yes to everything but <sighs> so so you you started you know the bodybuilding and that obviously takes health right you have to focus mm -hmm. on health and nutrition and spend time in the gym did you start that after you started sobriety i got sober when i was 35. Mm -hmm. so those first five years i think were just emotional tornadoes mm -hmm. i was i was not capable I love how of you anything that. more than that and so then it was and, and you know we get we get sober in stages right and so once i got to that like emotional state of sobriety there was there was so much built up in me that little did I know, like, this is how I know source works for me. Me and my little finite eyes, I'm thinking, I'm going to go get strong and I'm going to get muscles. And God's like, girl, I'm going to give you an outlet, mm. you know? Man, I and love so that. It's, and it's totally what it was. So I would take all that angst and stuff that I could not fix and I would bring it into the gym. And so as a woman of 120 pounds at that time, for me to get underneath, a, you know, a sled, a rack of weights <laughs> and push it with my legs... 
I think I know what a sled is. It's heavy. It's very heavy. Yeah. So it's like I would just bust all of that out. And then for the, it was almost like a meditation, a physical meditation. Because then when I went on with my day, it was kind of like, hit me with your best shot. Like, I, there is nothing that's going to tip me off my beam today. Like, you have no idea what I've just done. So it, I think that. it works more so in my sobriety aspect. And then I get the gifts of, you know, what are the results of it. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. So, so you write this book. <clears throat> Tell me what you hope to achieve by the distribution of this book. What what is it that you what what when you were writing you're like, okay, I hope this does this. And I, from what I read, I don't think you were looking to write a bestseller. Not to say that it, but you. I'm not even going to receive that message. You that's <laughs> right. You wrote you wrote with purpose. Absolutely, I did. I wasn't writing to the masses. No, you're you're so correct. No. So um, who who yeah. is your audience? So, you know, as you sit down and you actually conceive the idea that you're going to be putting your entire life story into pages and words, my ego was doing a happy dance. Like, we are going to make a motion picture. We are going to, I mean, like, we are just robust in these ideas. And it really, my heart pitter-pattered and I got super overwhelmed. And, and I just had to bring it right back down. What is this for? Why am I doing this? And for me, it was, I want to reach the girl in the back of the room. The girl who thinks, even amongst this huge crowd, that she's alone. That is the most devastating position to be in. And I've been there. And I know what that feels like. And I know what that looks like. And I know how that will follow right into the rest of that day. And so that's really where it started. Mm, that's great. Well, right? that's, where, that's where it ended, too, because I'm telling you, I felt that. I felt that as as I read, the, flipped the pages. Uh, I felt that. I felt that's who your audience was, that girl in the yeah. back of the room, right? That, that, uh, right. Yeah. And now I'm seeing that it affects both men and women. Absolutely. I mean, I just, I focused from my own experience. Mm -hmm. But as, as I've mentioned, like, as, you know, you get sober, you realize that everybody out, men cry too. Like, we are all in this together. Yes, and I do. So, so, yeah, so that's now what I'm getting to realize again, is that these words are hitting more than just the women, which is profound. So what does the young lady, young man do with the the book? The, so they've read the book. What, what are you encouraging them to do? What's their one, two, three steps uh, to go find what I think I'm hearing from you is emotional sobriety? Where do you find that balance? Where do you find that self-worth? what what do you recommend to them if they're if they're just coming off of chaos and mm. you know when we wrote the book let's go back a second mm -hmm. the last thing i wanted to do was spew more trauma into this world mm -hmm. that was absolutely the furthest goal so what marlene and i did is we spoke on a universal level which we know as the language of the heart mm -hmm. and so by using that as my thread throughout the entire book, I'm able to take my reader right along with me. We were like, you know, train tracks were locked in and you ride this with me. And so then you get to feel the lot, you know, the highs and the lows and, you know, the celebrations are yours as well. Because from my experience going into the rooms, that's exactly what keeps me coming back is that you can relate to what desperation feels like. 
because I have it too, you know? So, so that's really my primary purpose was just to lock in and let people realize again, like you are not the only one. Mm -hmm. this, this, this is real and what you're feeling is real. Right. And so as we go through the story and we get to, you know, the other side, mm -hmm. you know, then it's like a, a little glimpse of hope of like, holy shit, you know, she's a mess, but she's doing it. She's staying sober, you know. Um, so that's really mine. Again, is just an example of what I've done. So inspirational. Uh, Man, that's, that's such awesome. a great story of hope. Jules, yeah. that's awesome. Hey, hey, Jules, how do folks find you? Can can you shout out your your. <laughs> Yeah. Now, don't, don't don't make fun of it. Your your handles or your ats oh. or <laughs> Mikey's laughing at me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know what? We've created this amazing website, mm -hmm. and it's actually the title of the book, mm. themakingofawoman.com. And on there, you will see everything from the book launch to various events. Um, of course, you can purchase the book from that site. You'll see all of my social media channels, mm -hmm. um, and that's my entity. That's my wheelhouse. So anytime people reach out to me, I'm the one, you know, who's sitting behind the keyboard and, and talking back with them. Um, yeah, and, and social media is just amazing today. It's a, it's a great tool. Yeah. So something that you know, I just want to kind of start wrapping up with is the the book is called Making of a Woman. Right. Right. From the inside but, out. From the inside out. But something tells me. Uh, that a man would benefit from reading the book also. I did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, because it's the, we're using, I focused on that, the commonality of the right. language of the heart. And I love what you said that, you know, there's, there's a girl in the back of the room, there's a guy in the back of the room, and, yeah, a lot of times a guy in the back of the room has a tear in his eye, mm. you know? So I love that. And and I also love just to highlight, you know, you said, hey, in, in sobriety, it gives you a chance to be raw, mm -hmm. totally. to be real. And it really does. I really picked up on that. Right? Yeah. What an opportunity. That's yeah, great. I mean, if you think about it, there's so many, you know, and also I think with just back on the, the men topic real quick, mm -hmm. you know, as a woman, I'm expected to be emotional and it's acceptable for me to be emotional. But for men, they're even more imprisoned. Heaven forbid if a man were walk into a grocery store crying. I mean, it's just absolutely against hey, social have you, norms. Have you seen the price of milk? It makes me, <laughs> it makes me, it makes me tear up, Jules. Yeah, but you know that's and that's one of the things that we've unpacked before is right. that you know as men, I was taught and brought up, you know, you don't cry and you right? don't ask for help. Deal with it, and and, and yeah, you don't so ask that's for where help. I was going, and, and you don't yes. ask for help. You become self sufficient if you mm -hmm. ask for help. That's a weakness, and what I and we have found in sobriety that asking for help is one of the strongest things that we can do. Right. And and in the rooms of, you know, in the rooms of recovery, when I and we ask for help, help yeah. is there. Right. Jules, we look with Jules. Uh, first of all, I want to give you the last word, and then and then I want to invite you back because, ah. yeah. So, but uh, last yeah. word, anything you want to leave the listeners with? Absolutely. Um, it was very profound when somebody told me this, and so I'd like to pass it on, that you're exactly where you're supposed to be, mm. doing exactly what you're doing. It's all part of the process. So many times I felt such great defeat out there. I was a failure. I mean, you saw the list, right? I'm a dropout. I'm a good for nothing, you know? And then to actually have somebody say, this is perfect. 
It's perfect, Jules. Was so it opened my heart. So oh, I leave you great. with that. That's great. I love it, Jules. Will you come back yeah. and see us again? I would love to. Jules, as long as you you're rock. bringing donuts, buddy. Yeah, I'm absolutely. In. You rock. All right, and say hi to that little puppy for me. I will. I will, guys. Thank All right. you. Thanks, Thanks Jules. Jules. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.